0: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Conse Podcast, your step-by-step guide on how to live your best life. Now, first of all, I want to say I'm so thankful for the responses from the previous episode. Even though it was emotional, I'm so thankful for the lovely messages and everything. So I promise you guys that after that, it's just going to be good vibes, and we're going to move on from that. We're going to close that chapter and move on. But before we do, I feel like this is something that I felt like I needed to talk about given everything that I've experienced recently and how therapy helped save my life and deal with said issue. So in the previous episode, I did mention that this week we're going to talk about suicide, specifically how to help a friend who is suicidal and how to negotiate with someone who is feeling suicidal. And today I have with me a guest. And her name is Jessica. Hi, Jessica.
1: Hi, guys.
0: How are you feeling?
1: I'm nervous.
0: Nervous? How come? Why?
1: Because you never really get used to the feeling of talking to people, even if they're not there. Because, you You know, know. I was doing YouTube and
0: you,
1: you guys can't see me, but... For
0: those of you that don't know, she was once a YouTuber. Why did you stop, by the way?
1: I haven't stopped. I just took a break because... At that time, I was going through some things, yeah. and I don't like pretending to be happy, and I thought that if I'm going to be fuming myself, I'll have to put up a face. Yeah. So, I'm still taking that break, okay. even though I'm over it. I'm, I'm enjoying my privacy to Your
0: subscribers degree. miss you. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, for those of you that don't know, Jessica is a YouTuber, among other things. She's also a law student, and so on and so forth. So... Yeah, today we're talking about suicide. Yeah. How do you feel about the topic?
1: I feel like it's something that really should be addressed and it should be a topic that people should feel free to talk about.
0: Exactly,
1: Because um, people do go through things, yeah. people do get tired, not physically tired but yeah. emotionally tired and if they don't feel like they have a safe space to bring their issues or, yeah, or their concerns or whatever's happening to them mm-hmm. then...
0: It's pointless Yeah it's pointless yeah. It really is That makes sense So here's my question Have you ever been suicidal?
1: Yes I have actually
0: Yeah
1: I'm not going to lie mm. You know it's one of those times where <clears throat> You feel alone And you feel like yeah. no one is really understanding mm. you
0: That's so true
1: Even if you try and This is one thing I hate actually mm. When I'm trying to tell someone something And they try to relate to my situation exactly. And they're like Oh me now, you they are talking about themselves. And, and then, they,
0: like, it, and then they, they they, always do this thing where, like, they always tell you, I know you get over yeah. it as time goes on, things will get better and stuff like that. Oh,
1: just forget about it. As you oh, know? Do something. I, okay, I was actually told to try self care by a friend.
0: Yeah. I yeah.
1: tried, but then there'll be those moments where maybe I can be what, doing a facial or something mm-hmm. in my room. Yeah. And it just pops up, whatever's been bothering me just pops up, and I'm back to zero.
0: Yeah, I hear you.
1: You just skipping so many steps to try and figure something out doesn't really work. You really exactly. have to go Do. step by step exactly. until you reach there. It's not an easy process it but It really
0: isn't. It really isn't. Yeah. So tell me, have you ever considered therapy and has it ever helped you?
1: No, I haven't. Okay. Um first of all African parents. Where will I even start? Sure. Black people don't do therapy. Where will I even
0: start?
1: Yeah. Mummy, I want to go with therapy. <laughs> Why? You know
0: there's this joke Kevin Hart yeah. once said where he said black people don't go to therapy, they go to barbershops. Yes. <laughs> so I'm like Why? You know,
1: Just pray. You know? No, talk to your
0: auntie to- and I feel like that's a culture that yeah. is that slowly needs to change because yeah. at the end of the day people still do need someone to talk to mm-hmm. and oftentimes you find that the people who you want to talk to about it in as much as some may try to give an unbiased opinion mm-hmm. about the situation they still do give an, a biased a, a opinion about it yeah. and what tends to happen is that now you don't really get the sense of clarity that you need you know so, it's always important. Plus, they're not trained mm-hmm. professionals. These people are actually trained yeah. to help you get out of that space. So, I feel like that's something that I do encourage anyone to um, consider. Yeah. Um, the, therapists who, the therapist who helps me works for Psyche Health Zambia. I'm going to leave their number in the description so you can check it out. If you're going through anything, do feel free to call them. Um, so, here's my question, though. Mm-hmm. My first experience with suicide was this year yeah. about a month ago but I've gone through so many things in the past that a, a lot of people if I shared them yeah. you'd be shocked be like why hasn't he committed suicide yeah. at this point yeah. you know? <laughs> so I want to ask when was your first experience with suicide and how many times has it crossed your mind
1: my first experience I can't remember when yeah. but it happens quite often but not now. I feel like right now, mm. <clears throat> starting from last year, yeah. I always tell people this. God sent someone to me mm. who indirectly became my therapist without him even knowing. I see. Yeah. Okay. And I think he's the only person who's been able to, like, snap me out of yeah. those thoughts or my moods or just me not feeling like
0: myself. Yeah.
1: But... Um, minus feel like that that's
0: partly why you don't have you haven't seen a therapist yet.
1: Not really, I just yeah. feel like okay, let me not lie, mm. there's some things I need to mm. figure out, yeah. they're there, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and have you ever experienced a situation where someone asks you what's wrong?
0: Mm-hmm. Not, you don't know yes, what to tell you don't them. know
1: what to say, <laughs> like. You, don't yeah. we take it seriously because
0: now you know <laughs> and it's that kind of thing where like you don't know how yes. they're going to take it yes. they can either take it but oh that's what you're going through yeah. like, damn i'm sorry and you don't want to get an overreaction mm. or an underreaction you know an underreaction being like oh this is yeah. what you're upset about or yeah. this is what's bothering you and stuff like that interesting interesting yeah you were saying what about... did you ask i guess <laughs> <laughs> i was asking about how um you, your first experience with suicide yeah. was
1: but i'm I'm pretty sure it was when I was quite young, maybe mm. eight nine, okay. and now I'm twenty
0: mm. so let's That's maybe eleven yes. years <laughs> yeah
1: and um during that time, I feel like i I wasn't given the space to talk about how I was feeling, or yeah. I wasn't given the space to like. Express myself correctly, all and mm. given the attention, yeah, attention where like I want people to always Yeah. be with me or to always mm. have the divided attention when it comes to me, you yeah. know. But just someone to listen to me, you know, mm. even if it's something petty, this is something that has affected me. That's true. There's a reason why I wake up, I think about it, mm. I go That's to true. sleep thinking about it. That's true. So, um maybe i may not have your experience mm. or everyone else's experience yeah. but from my point of view i wouldn't love or like anyone to
0: go through that i've mm.
1: been taking myself back maybe even five years to the way i yeah. was feeling i think i would break down
0: and i feel like that's one thing that a lot of people take for granted yeah. especially when it comes to talking to someone who's suicidal every time someone shares their experience or what they're going through we always tend to look at it from a how would i deal with it" kind of perspective and we completely ignore the fact that what they're going through is one overwhelming two and they don't necessarily know how to deal with it so you tend to find situations where um people are going through someone is going through something Mm -hmm. and they talk about it but then Even after talking about it with a friend And they feel better They still go through with it Almost because It still didn't click Mm -hmm. to them And stuff like that And I think that's because We tend to forget that In as much as Sometimes we go through the same things Or even if they're different Or even if something might be Less Overwhelming than another The fact that that person is going through it Doesn't make it any less Mm -hmm. um, Relevant Which means that You reach a point where if you say say something to someone saying that, no, okay, everything will get better with time. What tends to happen is that they feel like you've brushed off their situation. And that actually worsens Mm -hmm. what's happening. So, yeah, I love that you pointed that out. So now we're going to go straight into um, how to help someone who is suicidal, especially... A friend yeah. And what you're going to do for me Is you're going to agree with me If these actually help okay. And you're going to have your own You know um, Say on each of them Okay. So It's no mystery That suicide is one of the scariest And hardest thing to go through Regardless of what may have led you To having suicidal thoughts The very issue of suicide Is a scary thing yeah. To think about And For me personally, I don't think I knew how scary it was until I experienced Mm -hmm. it myself. It was so overwhelming. It was a situation where, like, even if, um, you know, my friends did help out—credit to them, like—they helped get away sharp objects and medicines and stuff like that that could be of harm to me. But the funny thing is that even after all that, for some reason, you still. Try to look for a way out you know everything still looks like a weapon to you and it's the fact that you reach that point is so scary and i mentioned this in the previous episode the only thing that stopped me from going ahead was literally my family and my parents that's the point where i was like but you know i feel like
1: the other scary part is when you're tired of talking and you don't even want to get any i feel like when you reach that point then you should know like "Hmm." no. Yes, like, okay, I'm tired of talking. I don't even want to talk to anyone about it. I don't want anyone to help me. That's the scary part. That's the scariest part,
0: Yeah. Where, like, you're just now numb. Yeah. Like, nothing else matters at that point. Like, you're literally willing to take anything, you know? So, um, the first thing you can do to help someone who's suicidal is don't ask them too many Mm -hmm. questions. Because the one thing that you don't want to do for someone who's suicidal is you don't want to overwhelm them. If you're asking them something because you're like, Oh, what happened? How are you feeling? Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. It, you tend to... You, you tend to sometimes come off as... Interrogative mm-hmm. or aggressive mm-hmm. in, in, in some way. And that forces the person to, you know, withdraw. Because yeah, it true. feels like now yeah. I'm like being interrogated about what I'm going through, mm-hmm. you know? So, and then the next thing is... Don't give them false hope, and this is something a lot of us love people to do. do. <laughs> like,
1: that's so true. It's so insane. Yeah. And sometimes
0: we do it out of yeah. ignorance without realizing. Just that simple thing of saying, mm-hmm. "Oh no, everything will be better."
1: Just take, take something. You know. Take some coffee. It, and drink, like, sleep. You, you wake know, up feeling better.
0: And that's the thing: people don't realize mm-hmm. what that person is going through. Like, yeah. they don't know what that person is going through. They might be in a space where like Even if there is a possibility yeah. That things might get better At that time In that moment They don't see that Yeah All they want Is for the pain to stop Yeah So true. telling them that Everything will be better Doesn't really Necessarily help mm-hmm. In as much as we think that it does That's true You know The other thing And this is something that you mentioned earlier Is yeah. don't try to relate
1: to Yes them. don't do that That's like you the know? worst thing that irritates me, actually. And I'm <laughs> telling someone something. Mm,
0: and, they're and they're trying, they're trying like, to, oh, no, I know what you're going through.
1: Some even pretend. They're trying to fit themselves.
0: You know? You it can just, find that they've never even gone yeah. through what you're going through. And for those who have gone through what you're going through, yeah. I feel like what they don't realize is that like you said, like we said earlier, you're two different people, yeah. so in as much as you might go through the same situation, the way you process the same situation is completely different, yeah, you true. know, the way they handled it is different from the way I'll probably handle it, yeah. so don't try to relate to them, and then. This is another this this one is an actually very interesting point. Yeah. Use their own belief system to help them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it comes down to Wait,
1: but then how do you get to know someone's belief
0: system? So like this is like for a so it's, it's a friend. Okay. Like if you if you've known them for a while, oh, okay. it's a friend. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. So just a reminder, this is um how to help a friend who is suicidal, okay. not necessarily a stranger. Okay. So use their own belief system against them. And this comes down to you know, their morals, their Christian beliefs If they're yeah. Christian or whatever religious beliefs They believe in, or even if they're atheist mm-hmm. And stuff like that, use what they believe in Yeah,
1: to help to, them To help
0: them, yeah. so if like You know, you're Christian mm-hmm. You want to help them using that approach But you know one thing that you, That could potentially lead to them Making a mistake with this is that we tend to Especially in Christianity Approach people With a guilt-stripping type mm-hmm. of mentality You know where like if someone is going through something and we want to use the word of God or Christianity to help them, we come off as like interrogative and try to make them see that okay what you're doing is bad and you should stop. Yeah that's true. Uh And it doesn't necessarily help them because now you're just reminding them that of the pain that they're going Mm -hmm. through but what you want to do is use what they believe in to Mm -hmm. say okay look here's what you believe in.
1: Yeah.
0: Why not use that as something to keep you going. Yes. If you're an atheist, you know that you only have one life, you know. Why not live your life to the fullest before you actually call it yeah. quits, you know? Have you actually done everything that you want to and do? And you know, sometimes I, stuff like that.
1: I think this is mm. stupid, but. Yeah. in that last moment when you're uh-huh. about to die do people like regret like oh my god yeah. you
0: know, i feel like i always i always ask myself yeah. this question like so once you actually do it yeah. right and then you're in that space where you meet god yeah does god just look at you like you only had one job you know i always wonder because i feel like if i was god right yeah. And I find that my child has committed suicide and just come back. I'd be like, you know what? Go back.
1: Yeah. <laughs> because
0: there's no way I gave you your whole life and then you're going to end it right there before I want well, you to come back. Those
1: people jump off you things at times, you know? like the mid air, they're like, oh. oh my god. Like what was I
0: thinking? And you're already yeah. mid air, so yeah. all you have to do is just wait for the impact. But here's my question before mm-hmm. we continue, and I know this is going to be a weird question. Yeah. If you were to pick your death, what type of death would you choose? Mm.
1: I think I would like to die in my sleep
0: You would like to die in your sleep? Maybe,
1: I'd like, in yeah. you know, a suicide point of view Yeah? Mm. I will take something And die in my <laughs> sleep
0: I'm telling you mm. I think for me, it would be Between I think it would be either Between, like, being in an accident That's yeah. so impactful that you don't feel the pain yeah. But you just, you, you hit and then You're gone, gone yeah. Or, like you said, in my sleep Because there's something about, like, slow death That's, like I feel like that would be very painful
1: imagine drowning
0: Bro. or like or just
1: you take something to get it even says that mm. it's going to cure rats slowly you know? gradually <laughs>
0: gradually and you're like
1: <laughs> and uh-huh. then the thing
0: is that you tell your friends or yeah. parents that you took this and you're dying gradually yeah. and now they mm-hmm. know that you're dying gradually how do you feel that moment like your last moments, where like now everybody knows do you even tell them I feel like like
1: you don't But there are those people who leave suicide notes mm, Some just go Yeah But okay, do you think that You owe it to your family to give them a reason As to why Or you just leave it
0: I think I don't think you owe it to your family Yeah But I do feel Like From a moral perspective at least they deserve to know, yeah. because what tends to happen, especially when you die out of the blues, people tend to blame themselves. Yeah, you know, people tend to blame themselves. With, oh, was I not a better friend? Mm-hmm. If it's parents, was I not a good parent enough and stuff like yeah. that? So, it's. I feel like if if you do reach that point, yeah. I feel like the the very least you can do. Is at least leave behind a reason why, you know. It I feel like it makes the whole process of grief yeah. are a lot more easier. Although I can't imagine if someone has ever done that before. I
1: heard a story.
0: Yeah.
1: I hope no one who's listening is <laughs> his friend or her friend. Uh, but <laughs> he okay. It's like they were hanging out. Yeah. Maybe yeah. even go out and then mm-hmm. you drop him home. Yeah. Then the next day. His family goes to church, mm-hmm. and they come back home. Yeah. The house is locked. Okay. So they go and people through the window and find his body hanging. Oh, that's
0: scary.
1: Everyone was shocked. Like, what do with this person yesterday? You he know, was. It's like you was so happy. Everybody, How? Like
0: they always seem happy. What happened during the night? Before. It's like I don't know why it's like that. Right?
1: Yeah.
0: So yeah. Okay. So the next point is something that is overly stated mm-hmm. so many times and that's that you encourage them to see a professional yeah. but wait mm-hmm.
1: what makes you think that a professional is going to analyze mm-hmm. your situation okay. and help you through it or is it just the fact that you have someone to talk to or to vent to
0: so here's the thing right yeah. and i I'll, know and I'll, and I'll get back to the whole point in a minute for me when I first went to see the yeah. therapy I really had my doubt because I like this person doesn't know me how will yeah. they be able to understand what I'm going through and stuff like that um therapists are very interesting yeah they always have they have and I think this is how they're trained they they always have this thing where like they act as a mirror mm-hmm. so it's they almost make you feel like you're not talking to them mm-hmm. but you're rather talking to yourself and they're helping you uncover what the actual problem is cuz here's the thing 9 times out of 10 when people the cause of someone committing suicide isn't what happened right then and there yeah. but rather something that has been festering on the inside That's for a long time you know
1: even with myself i feel like yeah. There's something like I was saying. Mm-hmm. There's sometimes when I want to talk about something, mm-hmm. or someone asks me why are you like this. Mm-hmm. I know there's something that happened, exactly. but I can't seem to remember
0: Yeah what
1: it is. Mm-hmm. But I know it's there, and mm-hmm. for for it to be, um, what can I say? Bring out a side of me yeah. that's feeling depressed mm-hmm. or suicidal. It has to be there, yeah. and my maybe it's my mind's uh, coping mechanism yeah. to a point where it's automatically.
0: I've learned mm-hmm. to like hide Put it. it. Yeah, yes, yeah, hide it and stuff. I feel like, and this is where I really give therapists respect because, yeah. like I said, it's like you're talking to a mirror and they're helping you uncover yeah. what the actual problem yeah. is. And sometimes, and this is something that they actually told mm-hmm. me, is that sometimes we don't even know what the actual problem yeah. is until we actually find ourselves talking about it. So, and they deliver it in such a way that they'll ask you questions. But the questions won't come out as interrogative. They'll Mm -hmm. just ask you, how do you feel, and blah, blah, blah. And the questions will slowly lead to you talking about what's bothering you. Like, it's so amazing. I almost found it like (laughs) witchcraft. Like, I'm talking about something. Mm -hmm. Then she asks me a question. Mm -hmm. I answer the question, and I find myself talking about another thing that led to that. And just like, I'm creating a whole timeline going backwards. And you're actually going, for lack of a better word... To the actual yeah. seed of the problem, like where it all started. To
1: be honest. And
0: that's their aim. Like, yeah. they literally just help you go to where it all started.
1: To be honest, I think I was low key doubting
0: mm-hmm. Zambia. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't believe I don't believe it. They're like, you.
1: for real, I was low key, but though yeah. you can see that. Something because for was me, actually I'm, not even, I'm not
0: even gonna lie. For me, when I was looking for a therapist, yeah. the person who was the first, I was looking for an online therapist yeah. from the States. Yeah, that was my first For real, like, I, so died, did, I, died, I, I
1: would love to actually sit with someone physically. Yeah, I remember there was a time when my mom did actually get me this therapist mm-hmm. who I think was just her friend and she was trying to get things out of yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, but either way, mm-hmm. the phone I felt very iterative,
0: you know. There's because just sometimes something you about... would be driving, yeah, and, and like, you... oh,
1: I'm, I'm driving. <laughs> I'm (laughs) So dead. Okay,
0: hold on, wait,
1: wait, wait. You know, I was like, pause. And
0: I feel like you know, there's just something about having someone in front of you and talking to them that makes you feel like, okay, Mm -hmm. at least I'm talking to someone who understands. You know, so that's that's why it's really important that we get to see a therapist because they're they are literally trained to do this. Even my psychosocial counselor. So I'm seeing a psychosocial counselor and a therapist. What does a
1: psychosocial counselor do?
0: So psychosocial. A counsellor really helps you, um, helps you, um, so, um, create a, a, an okay way or a perfect way to socialize with people oh, in a way that okay. doesn't make you feel uncomfortable or the people around you.
1: So what's better? A psycho what?
0: Psychosocial counselling. I mean, like or for me. Many... a therapist,
1: or it's the same thing?
0: I mean, okay, they're not the same, but they're similar. Yeah. A therapist helps you helps you weed out the main problem a psychosocial counselor really helps you adjust to the environment because for me the problem i was dealing with and i had an opportunity to deal with it when i was 14 but i didn't so for me it was a situation where i had to unpack almost 10 years of baggage and so the first step for both of them was really to help me Out of the suicidal Mm -hmm. phase first and then with the depression and then so the so the counselor now is helping me in terms of changing the way i socialize and interact because it's like it's like through habit so if you've been doing something constantly as a habit it's very hard to undo it and sometimes you need a professional to help you okay this is how you socialize with people and psychologically it it helps you undo the psychological damage that was caused to you so that's where they come in and i'm not gonna lie they've been very very helpful they really really have so that's about the therapist now i need to mention this before moving forward Just because you encourage them to go to a therapist doesn't mean that you leave them behind. Yeah. Because nine times out of ten, people are scared to go to therapists anyway. And even if they do go to see a therapist, they still need you around as their friend. They still need you to be talking to them and stuff like that.
1: Oh, and wait, actually don't be scared that your parents are going to come snooping around. You They're know. not allowed to share anything. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's unethical. You if know. they do And the beauty about it or is or that whatever.
0: literally the beauty about it is yeah. that what when you talk to the therapist, everything you share with them stays in yeah. that office. Like if you hear anything that you shared with yeah. the therapist from someone else Mm -hmm. you're literally obliged to sue them yeah so you have 110 percent guarantee that what you share with them is staying in that office better than
1: your auntie or uncle
0: (laughs) (laughs) i promise you the entire family is going to know yeah like even if they tell you that they're not going to tell anyone believe you me as soon as you leave they're already calling their relatives you know (laughs) (laughs) and it's so hey i wonder why it's like that eh?
1: it's like no our parents recruit them come you know talk to her talk Bro. you can't trust me I'm talking from experience maybe if your aunties are nice step, like, my aunties Oh, <laughs> I feel like
0: parents are low key smart because they'll even encourage you yeah. to say oh no you should talk to her you should uh, talk to her catch me behind the scenes be like, okay, when he tells you you must come and yeah. tell me as well which is anyway parents will be parents okay so the next thing I that, that, that you should do to help someone who's suicidal yeah. your friend specifically is try to take them seriously yeah. you know Especially now we have a situation where We feel like the best we can do is just tell them that, Oh yeah. everything is going to be okay And then we leave it at that mm-hmm. And this, what this, all this person needs is to be heard And to be yeah, taken seriously true. And it's hard to do that Especially in a time where suicide Yeah is Almost especially on social media, make like turned into a joke, yeah. You know, where someone would just literally post, Oh, no, I'm thinking of suicide, yeah. and then they'll do just you can find that they're joking or something, or they're I just trying like to that do attention seeking.
1: Mutalim posted yeah. that the ah, hey, how oh, is she? was oh, giving it, <laughs> Bro,
0: gosh, yeah. The woman had just gone on vacation, so <laughs> it's really important, <laughs> I feel like, yeah, um, for us. To take our friends seriously when they're actually considering suicide. Because, I mean, worst case scenario, if they're not... If they're actually joking, I mean, at least you're obliged to slap them. But if it's actually serious, they do need your help. And your very presence at least is some form of help, you know. So it's important to take them seriously. The next thing, which is very important as well, is try not to seem fake. You know, try to be as authentic as you can. You know what people do Uh when they hear that you have being suicidal, they'll always come off as very empathetic uh, when they're not necessarily empathetic or they'll now start checking up on you more than they usually do. One and thing
1: I've never done actually tell someone mm. that I felt that way.
0: Yeah?
1: I think the only person who's... Hmm, my boyfriend, I think it's the only person who's... I think I didn't even have to mention it. He sort yeah. of realized it
0: himself.
1: Cool. Yeah, he didn't.
0: He's a real one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah try not to seem fake a lot of the times what we like to do is like we try not to seem like we're not ourselves around people who are like that and what that does is it makes them feel uncomfortable exactly you you tend to make that person feel uncomfortable in the sense that now they feel like okay why is this person putting up a fake persona you know and Suicidal people don't want to feel like they're scaring anyone because yes. that makes them more scared. Yes. So you don't want to come out as fake. Yeah. Just be the authentic person you are. Yes. And one of the most irritating things that people like to do is they like to come off as um like they want to treat you like you're yeah. a baby, like you're not an adult. They always check up on you. Yeah. Oh, have you eaten or what, what? Like, I mean, it's it's okay to do that, but don't overdo it. Yeah. You know. So yeah and then the other the last two points is encourage them to take part in recreational activity and in and, and also address unresolved grief or trauma
1: um, that actually helps because most times when i'm by myself that's when mm. i tend to feel really sad yeah but when i'm with people
0: when you're with friends when
1: i'm with friends i become so happy like i actually have this friend his name is chilando and also mm-hmm. mafia whenever i got their room because we're in the same area yeah. my boarding house mm. i just laugh so much and i forget whatever was bothering and that's me what you want, yes you know? even if we're not heading somewhere yeah. or doing an activity yes the interaction just being around the jokes people who you yes feel
0: comfortable with.
1: it's just vibes
0: exactly it's important to f- to put yourself in yeah. such spaces where like you know that you won't feel like an outsider yeah. people will welcome you and it's just going to be good vibes you yes. know so it's important to take part in as much recreational stuff as yeah. you want even just doing what you love anyway you know if you're into yeah, like actually,
1: painting really singing and stuff or baking really, for me I love key paint Even though I'm bad at it You paint? Yes You do a lot of things (laughs) When I do it I feel so happy I was like Yeah
0: Amazing This is (laughs) Amazing
1: This is my work Even really And actually When I was in that Like Phase Mm -hmm. Of life Yeah When I was feeling really down Mm. I lost myself You really do Mm. lose yourself You forget What you like
0: It's true The
1: activities you do before everything you literally tend to forget you particularly you're not you're no longer Kayoma, or you're no longer you know, jessica you know
0: you're you just company. feel like you don't know who you yes. are anymore you know
1: and trust me the best feeling for me was the time when i finally felt like myself yeah. like this is because hey, at you even I, tend to have missed yourself yes. like
0: man i missed this
1: remember i also became like very didn't want people to like <laughs> my space yeah i remember it chased away a lot of people but I when i started feeling like myself mm-hmm. i was just like
0: i've missed this
1: i've missed this i love this so it much is. yes it's
0: so important so to so guys
1: please get mm-hmm. the best help you can because Definitely. that feeling you feel like it even is. though it's 100 percent, you're getting mm-hmm. there but the fact that there's progress you trust know. me
0: the progress is important yes. I don't even have to make big steps yeah. Just small baby steps And also like the last one like I said Is undressed unresolved grief yeah. or trauma And this is also where I guess Therapist comes yes. in as well again it's, it's simply like You have to They help you literally yeah. uncover what um, The Basically What's been troubling you yeah. So you don't necessarily have to Worry about, you know, them making you feel Like you'll be uncomfortable and stuff You literally, they'll do it in such a way That makes you, like, you don't even realise it Like, once I reached, like, the source Of what was Mm -hmm. troubling me, I was like Wow, how did we get here? Mm -hmm. You know, and it felt so good
1: But then mm, Where does Good
0: Come in Yeah, all of this Because
1: Mm -hmm. Um there's this YouTuber I love to watch. You guys yeah. should check for OG Parley. Mm-hmm. You should leave. I'm yeah. gonna send you a link.
0: Sure.
1: Um, there was a time I didn't see it. I think mm-hmm. everyone yeah. didn't see it. She, mm-hmm. she she came to explain, she said like I was really going through some things. Mm-hmm. I was crying every day. Mm-hmm. But then she goes like I met Jesus. You can yeah. see that even though she's talking, you can you can yeah. see that this person is refreshed, you know. You know? it's like she and even when she's talking nowadays she's always referencing Mm -hmm. God Mm -hmm. and she really does point out that he did make an impact in her life you know it was that step that Mm -hmm. yes man is there but then when God is also involved it's like it's
0: it's, it's a whole lot more different and here's what I'm going to say about that Um, so for me before I went to therapy I'm Catholic, by the mm-hmm. way. I went for a confession. I mm-hmm. I went for confession and it felt so good to pour out my confession yeah. about what had happened and everything. And um, I think for me, my spiritual journey has been an up and down spiritual journey, which I think I'm going to do a separate episode on. Yeah. But I'm at a point where I'm so proud of the relationship I have with God because um, for me, I reached a point where... I think it was in 2021 mm-hmm. where i had an epiphany yeah. before then i didn't really feel like i knew god yeah. it's like you know god is there but you don't know him yeah, you know that's true mm-hmm. so after that epiphany I feel, I feel like my relationship with god has been that kind of thing where like when i'm going through tough times mm-hmm. they haven't been feeling as heavy yeah. as they were before and i feel like that's because I became more prayerful. And I'm not going to lie, guys, prayer helps Mm -hmm. a lot. Like There's just something about prayer that makes you feel so much more lightened. And um, so what happened when when I came back from confession, I opened the Bible. Mm -hmm. The first, I was looking for the parable of the... The woman who committed adultery yeah. But then I stumbled upon Romans 7 verse mm-hmm. 11 It's there on my wall
1: Remember, oh, you explained it to me yeah. yeah. So
0: that verse was the one I could relate to the most Because mm-hmm. it was literally talking about what I was experiencing yeah. And you know what's so interesting about the Bible yeah. Is that there's always going to be a verse yeah. that you can relate to I don't know how that works But For it's me, insane it's and Matthew amazing It's
1: 11 verse 28 yeah. Come to me all of you who are weary and heavy burdened and yeah. I will give you rest. Every time I mm-hmm. feel you feel I just a whole say that and I feel like okay. Mm-hmm.
0: For me my favorite <laughs> verse is in Corinthians, yeah. the verse of love. Mm-hmm. It should be first Corinthians chapter thirteen, verse no, chapter three, verse thirteen yeah. to fourteen. Yeah. Which talks about basically the commandment of love, which mm-hmm. is love your neighbours, you love yourself. Yes. And stuff like that. I love that commandment because it talks about how love has no limits it has Mm -hmm. no boundaries it doesn't judge and i feel like that's something that i've lived my life by even though people have wronged me and i've wronged people i live my life trying to give the fullest affection of love that i can give so i feel like for me my spiritual journey has been one that has been so helpful and therapy was just like the thing that could help where i couldn't the
1: cherry on top exactly
0: but there is such a thing as spiritual therapy as well so there are different kinds of therapy and everything Mm -hmm. So, God does come into play if you're Christian. Even if you're not Christian, like, there are different ways you can get the help that you need. So, now that we've talked about um, that, we're going to now talk about how to negotiate with someone who's suicidal. Basically, someone has come to you, told you that they're suicidal. Now, how do you handle them? How do you Mm -hmm. deal with them? How do you talk to them and stuff like that? Um, The first thing is recognize the signs. And if you have a gut feeling there's no harm in simply asking them yeah. you know so like if you have a feeling that someone is suicidal just go up to them and ask them how are you feeling are you feeling suicidal what this does and this is something that my the psychosocial counselor told me what this yeah. does is that once you come and approach someone about something that they're going through even when, especially when they haven't told you about it yeah. it makes them feel a certain level of comfortability. Mm-hmm. And their mind is going to be like, oh, this, actually, yeah. this person has actually noticed, you know. And for them now, they feel a whole, a whole lot better that they can leave their guard down now and actually talk about it. So sometimes it's, just sim- it's, it's better to just simply ask and also ask them how they are. Because yeah. what you want is you, don't want, you want to make them feel comfortable. If they don't feel like talking about it that's okay
1: that's why actually even when i meet new people or people mm. i know yeah. and i see them behaving a certain way i don't judge them just there and then because exactly. i don't know what they're going through exactly. sometimes what what you're going through reflects how you're going to um approach people exactly. or talk to people that's not true. so i try my best like even someone is shouting at me i like. Is everything okay you like you know first of all like are you exactly. okay because what you don't also
0: like to do yeah, well. when somebody's confronting me yeah like, okay do you want to talk about yeah. something you know because one thing about me guys i cannot argue
1: yeah
0: me me i was not built for arguments
1: i'm always up for a fight yeah. <laughs>
0: i've never i've yeah. never in my life been upset mm-hmm. like never i don't know how to lose my temper I've never, and so many people get surprised when they hear that. Yeah. But yeah, that's just how I am. And then, so the next thing is that once you ask them if they're considering suicide, Mm -hmm. listen to them. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, what they want is for you to listen to what they're going through. Listening to them actually helps them feel a whole lot better. That's really true, actually. And the other thing is stay with them. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this is where I want to implement what my psychosocial counselor. tip that they gave me because i was telling them how i want to actually talk about this in my podcast and they gave me something called Mm. it's a psychology first aid they call it um what do they call it hold on just like psychological first aid and i feel like it's important that every single person knows it's just like the way it's important for every individual to just know basic first aid i feel like it's also important for individuals to know yeah psycho Mm -hmm. psychological first aid so this is something you could use to with anyone who's yeah. dealing with mental health. It's called the RAPID model mm-hmm. and RAPID standing for reflective listening, assessment of needs, prioritization, intervention, and disposition. You're free to research more about it on Google, but it's a very, very helpful method that yeah. really helps someone feel a whole lot better. I have a feeling this is what my therapist used on me. <laughs> Cause like, nah, fam. Yeah. Like, up to now I'm still baffled. Yeah. All I was doing was talking and sometimes i wouldn't even pay attention to the questions that they're asking i'm just talking and they reached. she reached a point where she even stopped asking questions because all i was doing was just now talking and talking and talking and she was just there listening Mm -hmm. and i was like how how is you being there helping me unlock all of this you know like i started remembering stuff that i had forgotten years Years back.
1: back yeah
0: and it was so so amazing and so so refreshing to actually uncover all that baggage
1: I would love to experience that
0: Yeah Mm -hmm. I do recommend it
1: Yeah
0: So there's that And then um, The the next one is Keep them safe Mm -hmm. And away from harmful objects This is something that my friends did For me And I'm so so grateful Because it did actually help So do
1: you feel like If they didn't do that Something would have happened?
0: I fear that that would have been a possibility Yeah Because the thing is You're just so overwhelmed You just want a way out You... I don't know, it's just like, you just want to leave. So the fact that most of the stuff that could have been harmful to me was gone, was amazing. Sad though that there was still a possibility that it would have happened, but the fact that they took that initiative, I feel like for me was really amazing and I'm so, so grateful for that. So yeah, it's important at least to keep them away from sharp objects Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Now the next point is acknowledge that their feelings are legitimate in other words don't belittle what they're going through you know don't downgrade what they're feeling Mm -hmm. where you do that thing where like oh no people have gone through worse or i've gone through worse and stuff like that
1: thank god at least you you even have a bed to sleep it's not about the house or the bed
0: and you know i feel like i also use that approach and i regret using that Mm -hmm. because you, what what you want is really just For the person to look on the brighter yeah. side of things But then what we tend to realize is that In as much as, yeah, they do realize That there are people who are worse off Than they are, yeah. doesn't take away From the pain that they are feeling yes. right now You know, That's true. if anything it probably Will make them feel worse because mm-hmm. now they feel Bad that they're complaining about what they're going yeah. through When there are people who are going through worse, you know That's true. So don't Downgrade what they're feeling, acknowledge That their feelings are legitimate and yeah just really i feel like once you acknowledge that their feelings are legitimate it helps you figure out a way to deal with them so that's that and then this one is interesting repeat their words back to them in their own way yes so it's basically that kind of thing and this is another psychological thing that is important for people and friends to do where when someone is explaining something to you right you want to repeat what they're saying in such a way that it shows that you've understood what yeah. they're saying Because at the end of the day, it's one thing to listen But people feel a whole lot better that they've understood what yes, you're going through Yes, that's Because I could be seated here and you're telling me what you're going yeah. through And I'm just like going, yeah, yeah, yeah And you know what that does that it almost feels like you're just not paying attention You just want to be there But repeating what they've said to you in, your, in their own words Like summarizing what mm-hmm. they're going through it, I feel like
1: It helps
0: Yeah, it does Yeah It's like, okay, so you're going through this. Okay, so you feel like this, 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 and this. And then they tend to feel like, okay, this person is actually listening, you know? So it's important to do that. And then the other thing is empathize with them. Try to, don't put yourself in their shoes, but try to understand from their perspective that what they're going through isn't easy, you know? and even if you know that things might be better mm-hmm. what they're feeling right now is overwhelming that they can't see it that's what it means to empathize it just doesn't mean that there, you know exactly
1: emotional support really does go a long way
0: it really someone does. you
1: tell them call me at any time even just that thought you
0: know that thought saying yes. that okay I know I can call my friend at yeah. any time and they're going to the fact that they've offered themselves yeah. to that extent is enough. Mm-hmm. You know, you might not even call them yeah. but the fact that they care for you to that extent is really, it really, really is. enough. And then this one is interesting. Encourage them to focus on getting through the day. Mm-hmm. Basically, like we said earlier, it's basically about taking each day as it comes, yeah. you know. Sometimes we like to overdo things and say, Okay, no, we'll just wait and as time goes by I oh, want to do everything at once. But Essentially, what you want to do is really just break it down to just small things day by day. Mm -hmm. The fact that they've not gone through with what they wanted to do is a win already. The fact that they're able to go through the following day without doing anything to themselves is another win. Mm -hmm. So, that's how you want to approach them. You want to say, okay, look, you've gone through today, that's a win. Let's try and get through tomorrow. Let's try and get through the other day. Let's try and get through to the end of the week, you know? It's those small things that they get to acknowledge as wins as well. So it's baby steps. Encourage them to just, you know, get through the day. Now this one I feel like would be one of the most helpful. Offer, support, and hope. Yeah, offer, yeah. support, and hope. And then there's this other one.
1: Oh, I didn't see it, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Um,
0: identify a hook. Mm-hmm. So basically, everyone, everyone has that one thing in their lives that is special to them and holds value to them. It could be family. It could be a partner. Yeah. It could be a pet. It could be yeah. an activity that you like to do. Everyone That's has true. something that is of meaning to them. That really just holds value. Something that where, when you think about it, like, I would do anything for this, you know? It could even be a job that you're passionate about That's or something mm-hmm. like that. Use right. that. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Use that to help them realize the value of their life. So if it's... Like family that's important to them. Encourage them to spend more time with their family. See their cousins, see their friends, spend more time with their parents. What we tend to do when we identify such hooks like this is be like, oh no, think about your parents and stuff like that. That tends to come out again as aggressive and it doesn't help. But what you want to do is you want to offer up to them. Or sometimes you even just want to ask them, oh, how's your family and stuff like that. Such things get to remind them about what holds meaning yes. to their lives, you know? Or Because
1: sometimes people actually do forget, you exactly, know? Exactly,
0: they do. Or if they're into something, like I'm into photography, right? And for like, that entire month, I hadn't done photography. Mm-hmm. My aunt literally sent me pictures of her and said, I'm asking if you could edit these pictures mm-hmm. for me. That kind of reminded me of how passionate I was about photography and it really gave more meaning. It reminded me of why I'm here and what my passion is so what you want to do is really remind them about what holds value in their life so i i I feel like that's the one thing that would really really help them snap out of it because there's everyone has that one thing that holds value in their life that they don't want to let go
1: that's really true
0: and once that's a constant reminder in, in their life they're like okay yeah maybe my life is still worth living because of this like I said, it could be an activity, it yeah. could be family, it could be a friend, it could be a pet, it could, it could be, be anything, anything, literally. And the other one, like you said, is offer support and hope. Like I said, don't give force hope. Like, you want to give them, like, genuine hope to say, okay, we're going to get through this. Not now, maybe not tomorrow.
1: But we're going to get through Eventually it. Eventually, we're going yes. to get
0: through it. And it you does know? happen. Exactly. So, offer them that support. Yeah they know that that at some point things are going to get better, mm-hmm. but what they need is to feel better in yes. this moment, you know? So it's very, very important that you offer them that kind of hope and support. The last one, which I feel not a lot of people do, is That's help strategy. them develop a safety plan. This
1: is something I've never heard yeah. or even thought of before. So basically,
0: a safety plan is where, um, after your, especially after your first experience with suicide, Right. You want to write down everything that you did that made you feel better. Everything that you can do if you're feeling... It's like... What can I say? Like a warning. Like once you get those... In case... By... God forbid. In case you have another suicidal episode at least you'd know what to do the next time it happens so it's important to develop this you can develop it with a friend you can develop it with your therapist if you're seeing one they'll help you like jolt down okay if you're feeling like this what you should do okay start taking more photos Mm -hmm. start spending more time with friends take away anything that could be of harm to you everything Mm -hmm. that we've listed down basically you put it in form of a plan so so, so that you say okay in case i ever feel like this, this exactly yeah, yeah. so i really do encourage you to do that and that's basically it
1: it's really interesting i, you know? th- I feel like i've learned a couple of new things which i had no yeah. <laughs> idea about
0: so are you considering therapy now
1: yeah, i think so you think so i would actually do it yeah i feel like i went i've gotten through a part of the healing process but i yeah. should have Big, part telling about. Yeah. It. it's there but i can't remember what exactly. it is i would like to know so, so i'm able to take move it yes yeah. move past it's it it's important
0: it's important you yeah. never can really move forward unless you actually know what the problem yeah. is and take it out so yeah that has been today's episode we have talked about suicide how to talk about it with someone who is considering suicide how to treat them and how to help them At the end of the day, what a suicidal person really wants is to not feel alone because that's the one thing that fuels their suicide. They always feel alone. Mm
1: -hmm. Speaking from experience. Exactly. And
0: what you want is for them to not feel alone. You want them to still realize that their life is still worth living. And I feel like that's something that we neglect, especially for people who are considering suicide who may have done something Mm -hmm. wrong in their lives. And that's because... You get to feel like okay i did something wrong and it probably goes against my mom as yeah. a person why am i even here you know because yeah. now you get to think okay even if what has happened is resolved i still did that it goes against it goes against what i believe in as a person so what's the point yeah. what they need is really just a reminder to say your life is still worth living everything that you've done and i feel like this is something that i asked myself once i realized something that was life changing about my life and that's that do i want to be remembered once i die do i want to be remembered for the mistakes that i made yeah. or for the value that i added to the world
1: that's true
0: that's one thing mm-hmm. that you should really ask yourselves because at about the end of the day also,
1: mm-hmm.
0: bad things will happen good things are also going to happen it's and I just feel like seasonal like most
1: people don't <clears throat> sorry excuse mm-hmm. me realize yeah bad things are going to happen exactly. don't think that just because you've done something wrong or bad something bad, bad has happened that your life is over
0: mm. no my hair was going so good yeah. until <laughs> yeah what happened happened and then things just went down
1: that's what happens don't that's something i actually learned you have to accept the bad things and the good mm. things don't think that just because what can i say okay anything can happen mm, you know you have to be true. ready for that and don't it's feel true. like it's the end of the world exactly. you have to keep pushing because imagine mm-hmm. where would everyone be if every time something bad happens they're to sit you know or to cry or to move yeah. you have to at least just
0: think about yes all the bad things if you're gone to just as yeah a world in general guys me i'll never i'll never forgive 2020. <laughs> <laughs> nah like uh-uh 2020 is one year yeah. that i'll never forget But yeah, and here's one life hack that I've Mm -hmm. been doing for myself for the most time Is that in the good moments, celebrate the good moments You're allowed to celebrate Celebrate them to the fullest And when you're going through bad moments Try and use those moments as opportunities to grow True. Because I feel like every day is an opportunity for us to grow and be better So if you're going through a bad thing Bad as it may be Try to see how you can use that Mm -hmm. to better yourself as a human being and add more value to the world. At the end of the day, that's what any of us want anyway. Yes. All we want to do is leave our mark on the world the best way that we can. So, yeah, that has been today's episode. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. And Jessica, thank you so much for coming. I, I really appreciate it.
1: So excited you told me that you wanted me to come on yeah. your podcast, first of all. Yeah. And I really enjoy talking about this, you Are you know? going to come back? Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm here for the yeah, vibe. <laughs> it's important.
0: Yeah. It's important. And when are you going to go back to YouTube?
1: What's the date today? Okay, after my exams in June. Okay. immediately i go home okay. this will be the first make sure I you're do. okay i <laughs> i will don't worry mm. yes. all
0: right all right guys but before we go um you know as usual as usual we always have a segment called victory of the week and this week's victory of the week goes out to Tokozani. he was on the he was on the episode um investing in your talent with chelu and wangani where we're talking about music and he just released his ep yesterday so congratulations to you tokozani so proud of you my brother do you want to say congratulations
1: congratulations i'm so happy for you (laughs) no it takes a lot for someone to actually release something and especially music yeah yeah, music and in zambia people have a perspective on Mm-hmm. Local artists, they're you
0: like know. A, so A, guys, but if it's
1: someone else from H, they're all like, this yeah, this Support local artists, exactly, please,
0: guys. You should listen to this EP. Yeah. It's amazing. It's available on all platforms, and you can actually purchase it as well on Versusani. So yeah, make sure you do the most. And so proud of you again, my brother and yeah so thank you so much for listening you guys this has been Oma. remember to live your best life and i'll see you guys next week bye, bye.